Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the show here today, whether you're doing it on cnjradio.com or you're subscribed on iTunes. Thank you very much. Thank you to all the new listeners. Thank you to those, those, those very awesome select few that post on the Facebook and the even more select few that send the personal emails. Thank you so much. I appreciate all of you. And I asked you guys to get involved a little bit early on this week. Uh, this show is actually a long time coming for me. I've been wanting to do this show for a while now. Really, the reason I delayed it for so long was really just, you know, getting this list down to 10. It's It's a ridiculous list to have to take on. And I mean it more this week than pretty much any other week I've ever done the show. I'm going to do my current top 10 songwriters. Basically, singer-songwriters. I, I hesitate to say it that way because that pretty much just conjures images of James Taylor and Paul Simon. And, and if that's your thing, that's fine. But, uh, you know, you're not going to get that on this show. You're going to get a little bit of everything. I hope you really enjoy it. Even though it took a long time, I had a lot of fun narrowing the list down here. So as of right now, as of this sitting, this is my current top 10. So many people I had to leave off. I will name check some of them down the road here on the show. But let's go ahead and get started with the first one here. This name always comes pretty quick to mind when people ask me who my favorite songwriters are of all time. This guy has to be in here. He will be a permanent part of that list until I am long gone. Uh and unfortunately this man is gone, you know, uh you know, in the in the physical sense, but uh not in our hearts and memories. I'm talking about the great Harry Nilsson. Harry Nilsson is a genius songwriter. I will probably say that a lot on the show, maybe even nine more times on the show here tonight. Uh but Harry Nilsson is true greatness. Uh I, I don't know a whole lot about his life. I'm also guilty of not watching that new documentary about him yet. There's so many things to watch in this world, as you know. But I'm definitely going to. It's in my Netflix queue, so there you go. Uh, there's a Harry Nilsson documentary called, uh, I think it's uh, Who is Harry Nilsson and Why is Everybody Talking About Him? So I'm, I'm, I will probably go watch it now this week, now that he's really high on the brain right now. But until then, this is one of my favorite songs by Harry Nilsson, and it comes off of an album from 1971, uh, a concept album, a story also an animated film. Uh, this is really cool. It's from an album called The Point. And uh, this is a nice song to kick back to. If, if you're having a rough week, I'm having a crazy busy week. This is one of those songs, just, just turn on, let yourself go. Let Harry Nilsson do it for you. This is Think About Your Troubles. Sit beside the breakfast table Think about your troubles Pour yourself a cup of tea And think about the bubbles You can take your teardrops And drop them in a teacup Take them down to the riverside And 
throw them over the side to be swept up by a current, then taken to the ocean to be eaten by some fishes who were eaten by some fishes and swallowed by a whale who grew so old he decomposed. Harry Nilsson with Think About Your Troubles from the album called The Point. Uh, as I mentioned before, there is an animated feature film called The Point based on this whole album. It's got all the songs on there. There are some differences between the film and the album. If you get the album, which I do recommend, uh, it tells the tale between the songs. Uh, Harry Nilsson is the narrator uh, throughout the entire album. But if you get the film, you get the Harry Nilsson songs, but the narrator on the film is Ringo Starr. I know that Ringo and Harry were good friends, and uh, you know the Beatles across the board were big fans of Harry Nilsson. So if that's what you need to know to get into Harry Nilsson, then then go forth because they they all heavily endorsed him. And uh, God, yeah, uh, hey, I'm just gonna tell you right now, you know, as much as I love John and Paul and George. Uh, and they're fantastic songwriters. None of them are on this list here tonight. Yes, uh, start throwing the stones right now. Start throwing the rocks at me. Uh, none of those guys are on the list. It's a it's a hard list to make, you know, full of people that you, you almost feel like you have to put on there and also some personal favorites. I try to do a little bit of both, but uh, this is what's going on with me right now. Uh, the next guy, unfortunately, just like Harry Nilsson before him on the show, is... Uh, long gone uh, in the physical sense, uh, the late great Warren Zevon. My God, if if there was a storyteller in this world who was put on this earth to write stories and sing songs, it was Warren Zevon. Wow. I mean, uh, the guy, this is a guy who can write the sweetest love song in the world and then turn around and write a song about a mentally challenged guy that that kills a girl and uh, puts him in the trunk of his car and and also write a song about a headless soldier 
who keeps killing people long after he's dead, or just a true story about a boxer who killed a guy in the ring. Warren did all of those things and so much more. Uh, Wow. So, you know, I painted a a broad picture of what he's capable of, but, uh, you know, I think I'm going to play this song, actually, if for no other reason, uh, if I could uh, be somewhat personal for a moment. I put this CD on a couple of CDs that I made for a pretty lady a few years ago, and uh, I think this song might have helped me at some point, so uh, I'm a better man because of this song. So here you go. This is Warren Zevon with Reconsider Me. If you're all alone If you need someone Call me up And I'll come running Reconsider me Reconsider me If it's still the past That makes you doubt Darling, that was then And this is now Reconsider
All right, that was Warren Zevon with Reconsider Me. Uh, you can find that song on a whole bunch of things. Originally, it appeared on the album from 1987 called Sentimental Hygiene. Uh, that's a great record. It has uh, Boom Boom Mancini on there, which I referenced earlier. Uh, also, his really crazy pop dance song called Leave My Monkey Alone. Uh, and, and that's on Reconsider Me, Detox Mansion, tons of great songs. Uh, and a song he co-wrote with the guys from R.E.M. when he was doing the Hindu Love Gods thing with them. Uh, not enough great things I can say about him. Go get everything by him. If, if you don't have anything and you want to start with that best of, uh, get the one called Genius. Because it, it, it is. And it's where I started. And it, it's, a, it's a great one disc best of. I, I highly recommend that. That song's on there as well. There's also a collection of Warren Zevon love songs called Reconsider Me. Check it out. And, you know, actually the other week I was flipping through the TV and I noticed that VH1 Classic uh, started airing uh, reruns of the Larry Sanders show. You know, great show and everything, but, you know, it's weird that they are showing, like, Married with Children and, and Larry Sanders and stuff like that and not showing videos. So, so I guess they're a victim of the Viacom curse. Once again, it strikes. But uh, it was a cool episode of Larry Sanders, that being said, because uh, Warren Zevon was the guest. And they were doing a bit where he was just having Warren keep playing songs. And John Ritter was supposed to come out and be the second guest. But <laughs> they went so long he didn't even get to be on. So like uh, like John Ritter like flips out. Stuff like that. So, um, um, Oh yeah, um, I got another good one. Um, fun fact about that last song. As, as beautiful and as sentimental as it is and everything. Uh, the great Mike Campbell of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers plays guitar on that song. I remember that fun fact. So, uh, and Tony Levin plays bass for you, for you prog fans out there, you know, the name Tony Levin. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm all over the place. I'm having fun. This is a fun show for me, you know, even despite these ballads and everything. So we're going to pick up the pace a little bit now that I'm in a, a good mood. Uh, this next guy always puts me in a good mood. A guy that I refer to as my spirit animal guy that taught me that the only thing that's certain in life is, hey, you never know. I'm going to play something by David Lee Roth. Uh, you know, yeah, Dave's a great front man, and, uh, you know, he's a pretty good singer, but to me, he's one of the great songwriters in the history of music. Uh, the guy has a way with words. Whether you're a fan or a non-fan, you got to admit that that guy is, is one of the best writers out there, one of the best interviewers out there. He's sharp, he's witty, he's fast, and he's fun. So he belongs on my list and a lot of other lists. That being said, I'm going to play you something off of an album that I played a different song before on a show in the past. It was on the Trainwreck Duets episode. That was a one of my favorite episodes. Go back and check that out if you haven't. Uh, but this is off of that album, Your Filthy Little Mouth. Easily the most underrated album in Dave's catalog, whether it's solo or with Van Halen. I, I love that album. You know, half of it's real basic rock, and the other half has a bunch of crazy experimental stuff on it. There's a couple of country songs on it. There's some really cool ballads on there. And I just like the album, and I think it's one of his best writing albums. It's introspective, but it's also really quick and witty and fun, like I said. This song is an example of that. This is his uh, foray into uh, dancehall reggae. Don't let it frighten you. Yes, there is a, a, a reggae rapper guy on there, but I don't honestly think he ruins the song too much because, to me, the lyrics really make this song. So this is another one to kick back and have fun with. 
This is Diamond David Lee Roth with No Big Ting. Hey, David! I saw them done, man, man. Them just gone left you, man. Boy, you see? I don't big thing. Run the rhythm, my shit, David. You want to chat on a big thing? Make sure I'm going to tell them about this thing. Don't worry, man. If you girl leave you, I don't know. You have to tell it on you. No big thing, no worry about it. Yeah. The man just live life and enjoy the thing. Yeah, man. I'ma tell you something, man.
All right, there you go. That was David Lee Roth with No Big Ting. Like I said, you can find that on the album Your Filthy Little Mouth from 1994. Uh, like I said, I love that album. It's got some really cool experimental tracks on there. Uh, it was panned critically, and nobody bought it, but I love the album. It's the one I go to the most with him. As much as I love Eat em and Smile and Skyscraper and stuff like that, it's it's probably my personal favorite album by him. I need to get the B-sides off of that. I I don't know where they are, but I know there's two out there. Uh, one called Mississippi Power, and the other one's a cover of Crosstown Traffic by Hendrix. Uh, but yeah, still on the lookout for those. If anybody has those songs, please uh, just, just let me know that you do. I would love to hear from you. Uh, so the next song I'm going to play here on the show is easily the most obscure guy that's going to be in this list tonight. I'm going to play something by a gentleman named Ginger, or a.k.a. Ginger Wildheart, who is the lead singer of the Wild Hearts. Uh, this guy has been putting out records for, I'd say, about 20 years now almost, and he's got an amazing body of work. Uh, tons of Wild Hearts albums, a lot of solo albums, a lot of one-off sideband albums. Uh, the guy is insanely prolific, uh, you know, he's he's kind of like, uh, you know, like the, the hipster guys, uh, big fans of a guy like uh, Robert Pollard. And and I like Robert. Uh, this guy is like the, the hard rock Robert Pollard. I just love the stuff that he writes, and he's a great arranger to boot. I mean, I remember one of the first impressions I had of the Wild Hearts was uh, like a sticker on the CD, and the review guy said, uh, it's like Jan and Dean meets Motorhead. And... That sums uh, the Wild Hearts up pretty well. Uh, Ginger's solo stuff, uh, obviously, a lot more experimental, a lot more pop-oriented, uh, you know, a lot of cool ballads. And I, I just love his songwriting style. I think he should be way bigger than he is now. Uh, but I know he has a great, loyal, hardcore fan base that love him. And uh, will you know, he, he's already done a Kickstarter thing. I know uh, some of you people out there know about the Kickstarter programs. He's already done a majorly successful one. He's the most successful Kickstarter guy uh, out there right now. And he's got another couple of projects coming out, which I will be definitely pledging on and will do it with a smile every single time. This guy is great. Uh, this is a song from one of his solo albums called Velour del Corazon. Uh, really cool, uh, nice song here about... I, I think it's probably autobiographical because I know he had some substance abuse issues uh, back in the early aughts, and he beat him, and he came out on the other side uh, a winner. So good for you, Ginger. I'm very happy you made it, and I think you only got better. This is Ginger with the man who cheated death.
right, that was Ginger with a extremely awesome and beautiful song called The Man Who Cheated Death. Like I said, that was on his, uh, I guess his first solo album under his own name uh, called Valor del Corazon. And uh, for you fans that are really hardcore about Ginger, if there are any out there uh, that happen to have the Japanese version of that album, uh, also, once again, let me know because, uh, you know, I have the domestic version and I'm missing those bonus tracks. And I know there's a couple of covers that are listed when I looked it up there. He does a replacements cover and a Bowie cover uh, right there. I mean, you know, he's got great taste and uh, he definitely learned from the best. Uh, a lot of You hear a lot of influence of those guys on a lot of his stuff. There's always so much stuff going on in the world of Ginger. So uh, get in and, and get on board because uh, he's the man. Uh, another guy who's definitely the man around these parts and on this show, he's made quite a few appearances already on Rock Strikes 10. So I'm going to throw a little swerve into it here. And I mentioned before that I actually spilled the beans on what the show was going to be about this week. So I took it over to the Facebook and I was like, hey guys, uh, what are some of your favorite songwriters? And a lot of great responses. Uh, love hearing your responses. And... The one that kept popping up on every list, sure enough, was the great Tom Petty. Can't go wrong with Tom. I mean, so here's what I'm going to do here. You guys out there, and you girls, all of you out there, you know how great of a songwriter Tom Petty is. He's in my top ten. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to play a a performance by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, but I'm going to play him covering another songwriter that I really wanted to put on the list but I had to cut off and I'm very sad about that so I figured it's a way to kind of spotlight two great songwriters so not not a cheat I just wanted to kind of get this name out there on the show as well so the first time I ever heard a song by Lucinda Williams was this version sung by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers it's a song called Change the Locks and you know, when I first heard, of course, I'm just listening to the CD in the car or something. I'm like, that's a great song. That might be the best song that Tom Petty has ever written, you know, or at least it's up there. And you know, I looked at the credits. And I was like, wow, he didn't even write it. And I had to find out who wrote that song. And uh, it turns out it was the great Lucinda Williams. She is an amazing songwriter. She's one of the best ones living today. That's for damn sure. Uh, go check out all of her stuff. All of her stuff is great. And uh, this song will give you an indication of how genius she is. So here you go. Without further ado, this is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers covering Lucinda Williams' Change the Locks. the lock on my front door so you can't see me anymore and you can't come inside my house and you can't lie down on my couch i change the lock on my front door and i change the number on my phone so you can't call me up at home and you can't say those things to me that make me fall down on my knees I change the number on my phone Is I change the kind of car I drive so you can 
can't see me when I go by, and you can't chase me up the street, and you can't knock me over my feet. I change the kind of car I drive. I wear, so you can't find me anywhere. You can't spot me in a crowd, and you can't call my name out loud. I change the kind of clothes I wear. I change the tracks underneath the train, so you can't find me ever again, and you can't trace my path. I'm laughing all the time. That was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers with a really inspired version of Lucinda Williams' Change the Locks. 
You can find that song on what I feel is the most underrated Tom Petty album. It's the soundtrack to the movie She's the One. Horrible movie, great soundtrack. That might be what the problem is with that album not getting its proper due, but go get that record. There's some great stuff on there. He also does a Beck cover. Uh, I know that uh, Carl Wilson and Lindsey Buckingham do a lot of backup vocals on there. It's, uh, It's a stellar record, so go check it out. Uh, they came out like around, uh, like it was after the Wildflowers record. So I guess it was around like 96 or something like that, 95 or 96. And uh, the next guy, also no stranger to Rock Strikes 10. As a matter of fact, uh, when it was his birthday earlier this year, I did a whole damn show about him. So here you go. Of course, I was going to play something by Alice Cooper. And oh, what to play, what to play. But I figured, since I'm always saying how great of a songwriter he is, I was going to play something that really accented the lyrics and put them up front here. So I think this song does a great job of that, and it's also on a very underrated album of his called The Eyes of Alice Cooper. So here's a really cool, witty, fun, and funny song called The Song That Didn't Rhyme. Check it out. Wrote a song, it was wrong From its very first conception Seemed I struggled on every line It wasn't fast, wasn't pretty Wasn't serious or witty The song that didn't rhyme The band couldn't wing it The singer couldn't sing it the drummer's always out of time The DJs were offended My union card suspended Billboard declared it a crime The melody blows In a key that no one can find The In a 
was the great Alice Cooper with the song that didn't rhyme and like I said you can find that on the album from 2003 called The Eyes of Alice Cooper and giving credit where credit's due that song was co-written by his current bandmates at the time Eric Dover and Ryan Roxy and uh, Eric Dover was in Jellyfish in the early 90s great underrated band and uh, hey they also did a cover of Think About Your Troubles there you go it's a nice little tie in there and Ryan Roxy, who was in his band for a long time, uh, left a few years ago, and now he's actually back in the band. Uh, that's good news for you Alice fans who are a fan of his recent stuff as well, so hopefully they'll do another album really soon. And uh, when Ryan's helping him write songs, they're, they're a great team, and they put down some classic stuff, and I think that's one of the examples of it. Uh, also, Eric Singer, of course, currently of Kiss, plays drums on that entire album as well. And uh, Chuck Garrick playing bass on there, who's his uh, longtime bass player and still current bass player. Cool guy. Uh, but yeah, great album. Eyes of Alice Cooper. Go get that. It is on par, like, as far as, like, if you're a fan of the, the classic Alice lineup, like the Alice Cooper group and stuff like that, I think this is a really cool album. And it's it's, it's got a little more garage flavor like the old records do. And uh, I'd say definitely check it out. So yeah, moving on, of course, from the great Alice. Uh, another guy... You know, I was talking about the kind of uh, pictures that Warren Zevon paints with his songs. Uh, another guy that thankfully is still around and still doing it, still doing it better than anybody else, really. Uh, a, a guy that I guess I would call the senior authority of songwriting. Uh, a true singer-songwriter, uh, a poet, if you will. I'm just going to play something by a guy I've played a couple of times on the show before, and he's got enough stuff out there, he's going to be played many, many, many more times during the show's existence here. This is a fella by the name of Tom Waits. Mr. Tom Waits, the icon, the great Tom Waits. Uh, you know, I've been saving this song until I did the songwriter show. This is my favorite song by Tom Waits off of the 1980 album called Heart Attack and Vine. Check this one out. And if I ever uh, pick up the piano again, I'm damn sure going to learn how to play this one. There you go. This is Mr. Siegel. I've been on my money. Three months. 
You know, I, I don't know if Tom Waits ever actually spent all of his money at a Mexican whorehouse ever in his life, but I damn sure believe that he did. And that's the whole point, isn't it? So there you go. That was Tom Waits with Mr. Siegel. Like I said, off the album Heart Attack and Vine. That is a, a great, solid album. Uh, if you don't have anything by Tom Waits, you can also get that song on a great collection that Rhino put out called Used Songs 1973-1980. through 1980. Uh, The best of the 70s Tom Waits. Basically uh, the beginning of the, uh, the gravelly-voiced era of Tom Waits. Uh, there's, there's stuff that's from earlier era than that. And a very smooth voice, very very ballad-like. Uh, there's been a lot of eras of Tom Waits music. And just so much stuff to check out. And it's I, I recommend all of it. He does not have a bad record. I honestly don't think he does at all. So moving on, we got like three more songs to go. This show is just flying by for me. I know I say that a lot, but it's because I'm having fun. And it's usually like a quick hour or even hour and a half sometimes. But I hope you're enjoying it out there. I'm going to go back into ballad territory a little bit here for a couple of songs. This next song is by a guy that I've played uh, a couple of times now already in in so many shows. And this is going to be his third appearance in, like, I think the last five shows or something like that. I'm going to play some by Elton John. I mean, Elton John and his songwriting partner, Bernie Toppin, longtime songwriting partners, still writing songs together to this day. And they have an amazing body of work. Uh, I, I I could not in good conscience keep them off of my top ten. And it's for great reason. Uh, great songwriting. And, you know, I'm looking over the list. There's so many great people. And I, I felt bad cutting anybody off, of course. Uh, like I said, I'll name some at the end of the show here. And even just on the last episode, when I did the Marilyn Monroe tribute, of course I played Candle in the Wind from the Goodbye Yellow Brick Road album my favorite Elton John album, and I'm going to play something off of the same album. So, two shows in a row with two songs off of the same record. You know, I I, I hate to say I'm being repetitive, but, you know, when, when the theme calls, I got to adhere to it. I'm not going to cut him off the list just because I just played the guy. So here you go. Once again, I said this about a few other people on the show here tonight, but this is my favorite song by Elton John. Uh, this is I've Seen That Movie Too. Bye. 
Thank you. 
Uh, great song there that was actually name-checked in Guns N' Roses' You Could Be Mine. And I remember Axel thanking Elton and Bernie, uh, you know, on the lyric sheet after that song, thanking them in advance for not suing them. So there you go. That was Elton John with I've Seen That Movie Too. I said it on the last show. I'll say it again on this one. Go get the album Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. It's one of the best albums of all time. Really, really cool. And this next song is off of a very, once again, a very unheralded album. I'm going to play you something by the Beach Boys. Uh, yes, Brian Wilson, one of one of my all-time favorite writers. And much like I talked about with Ginger earlier, uh, also one of the best arrangers I've ever heard. Uh, you know, the guy can create these mini symphonies uh, surrounded by pop music and, uh, you know, uh, sometimes journalists, you know, they spread that word genius around little too often but in brian wilson's case it's absolutely justified um lifelong fan of this guy i'm an even bigger fan now and one of the reasons is a song like this uh this is off of the album surfs up from 1971 and i got a good recommendation for you after the song here but until then i'm gonna go ahead and let this song play and i'm gonna warn you in advance this is one of the saddest songs you're ever gonna hear in your life but the lyrical imagery in it is priceless. So I had to put it on here to represent the true greatness of Brian Wilson's songwriting. So here you go. And killer harmonies, of course. That goes without saying, but it's, of course, in here. This is The Beach Boys with Till I Die. I'm a cork on the ocean.
That was the Beach Boys, led, of course, by Brian Wilson with the song Till I Die, from the 1971 album called Surf's Up. There is, there's an, I know they're probably going to trot out another wave of Beach Boys reissues down the road, but uh, to me, the stuff that they put out uh, back in, like, it's like 2000 and 2001, all those reissues, those are just fine, so just go get those. There's a great two-for-one of uh, the, the album Sunflower and Surf's Up, 1970 and 1971. Those are uh, two of my favorite Beach Boys albums. You know, of course, after the obvious, you know, Pet Sounds and Smile, uh, those are the next two you should definitely listen to top to bottom. They're, I, I've probably listened to that CD as much as, like, in, anything in my top 10 or 20 Desert Island stuff. I, I love that CD so much because it's got two great albums on there. So go find that. Check it out. It's awesome. You know, and actually, I almost ended the show with that song, but I I flipped these around the last minute because, you know, that's a really sad song. Like I said, great, beautiful song, but but so very sad. This one's a a little more upbeat. It's kind of a ballad, kind of not, so a little more uplifting. And uh, this guy was definitely going to make my top ten. Uh, It's one of those rarities where, you know, myself and the critics and the hipsters, we can all get along and enjoy this guy on the same level. It's a guy named Elvis Costello. And like some of the other writers that um, we've been talking about and playing on the show here tonight, uh, the guy has done a lot of different things out there, a a big variety of taste. Uh, Another thing that I really appreciate about the guy uh, this is from a really cool record of his called Imperial Bedroom that he did with the Attractions. Uh, and once again, I've said it before on the show, I'm going to say it again. I'd say this has to be my favorite Elvis Costello song. If I had to pick one thing that nails him down perfectly, it's this song. Uh, so I'll explain to you why afterwards. So without further ado, here's our closer tonight. This is Elvis Costello with Man Out of Time. Where he came to hide When he ran from you In a private detective overcoat Dirty dead man's shoes The pretty things of Knightsbridge Lying for a minister of state a far cry from the northern wind Here at Tracer's Gate Cause the high helios The bee has been ground down And it listens for the footsteps That would follow him around The man of my love is a And a millionaire Looking 
Closing out the show here tonight, that was Elvis Costello and the Attractions with Man Out of Time from the 1982 album called Imperial Bedroom. Uh, go check that record out. Uh, he has, Like I said, he doesn't really have a lot of bad records, if any. Uh, that's a really solid one. Uh, if you get the really cool Rhino Records, and once again, Rhino Records, uh, there's a great reissue that has a whole, an entire disc 
uh, you know, bonus tracks, alternate versions. So there's a really cool version of Man Out of Time, which I believe was the first version of it on that bonus disc. And where you hear that crazy intro and outro piece, that actually was the part of the song. There's actually the whole song was done in that style originally, uh, but he decided to make it more, uh, you know, of a ballad. And uh, he liked those other parts so much, he just kept it for the intro and outro of it. So that's how these things happen sometimes. And uh, I love the just such an original arrangement there. I, I love it. And that's one of the reasons why it's one of my favorite songs. But also the lyrics are amazing. Uh, love it. And that's why he's one of my favorite writers of all time. I talked about how Axl Rose lyric checked. I've seen that movie too. Uh, but I remember uh, Jesse Mallon. Uh, of Solo and Degeneration, he also uh, name-checked uh, the To Murder My Love is a Crime lyric for one of his Degeneration songs. So, and, and there's another guy that I would have easily put on my list, but, you know, you, you can't play them all. You gotta, if you got ten, you gotta stick to ten, and that's what I do here. Uh, God, so many people I cut off of this show. David Bowie, yes, uh, hit me. I, I love David, but, uh, you know, like I said, I was being really critical of the songwriting. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Any other day, maybe he's on the 10. Uh, he probably is. He's one of my favorites ever. You know, there's people like Burt Bacharach, uh, Phil Inott of Thin Lizzy. Wow. A great songwriter. Uh, Dan Baird, who I've played on the show a lot. Uh, you know, even someone like Rivers Cuomo. He's a great songwriter. Uh, just so many people. I, I left out so many. Uh, let me know what your 10 are. Uh, let me know. Oh, but, you know, it's like, how dare you leave this person off the list? You can send me all that stuff. And uh, the best way you can do that is, of course, go to cnjradio.com, where it has the link to the iTunes feed. Uh, the personal email, you can write me, like uh, awesome people like Tina Fellow do, Stephen Arizina. Or you can use the Facebook link and uh, like the show, of course, on there, and post awesome comments like uh, awesome people like Todd Cunningham and Mike Cranston do uh, consistently. You guys are awesome. Uh, it was great having those conversations with you, and I appreciate all your song comments on every show. Keep them up. I read them all and respond to them. I love you guys. Uh, and also, uh, there's a Twitter link on there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm such the Twitter guy. Uh, no. Maybe I'll get a smartphone someday, and I'll actually Twitter a lot consistently, but I just don't a lot right now. Uh, but, you know, there's a link on there, so feel free to, to follow me. And whenever I wake up on there, you'll you'll be the first to know. Uh, so, like I said, love to see your list. Uh, send them all in, whether it's personal email or Facebook. I will uh, read them. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, episode 49 is coming up. It's just around the bend. It's, it, it is going to pop up at literally in a few days, and I mean that because I feel bad that this show is late, and uh, the next show will not be late. It will be early uh, by what you're used to kind of standards, and that's going to be an easy one, so uh, stay tuned for that one. Thanks a lot for listening. Have fun. I'm sure you'll shout it there. I said, shout, shout it. Why? <laughs> Is that right?